Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. I'm Callie Crossley, this week on Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Tis the season, and our food and wine gurus are here for it. We're kicking off the holiday season with fruitcake? You heard me. The oft-maligned English holiday sweet treat is making a comeback thanks to two Rhode Island cousins and a unique new flavor. Plus, if you're looking for a place to go for a holiday glass of Merlot, you now have plenty of options. Wine bars are hot in Boston, but is it a passing trend? And our experts offer plenty of ideas for gifting sumptuous food and delicious wine. Those stories and more on our Food and Wine Roundtable Holiday Season Edition. Joining me remotely, Amy Traverso, Senior Food Editor at Yankee Magazine, co-host of GBH's Weekends with Yankee, and author of the Apple Lover's Cookbook. Welcome, Amy. Hi, Kelly. Also with me, Jonathan Alsop, founder and executive director of the Boston Wine School and author of the Wine Lover's Devotional. Hello, Jonathan. Thank you, Callie. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Let's start off with fruitcake, Amy. <laughs> so these English cousins, Patty and Sarah, who live in Rhode Island, looks pretty good, I have to say. I know. Well, I think, you know, I think this is yet another food trend that's kind of coming out of the Great British Bake Off, um, where there's this renewed interest in in English fruit cakes and figgy, figgy puddings and Christmas puddings. Um, and, uh, you know, Spam is has come out with a version of Spam that is figgy pudding flavored. Um, there's Mountain Dew has a flavor now called Fruit Quake, which is kind of fruitcake inspired. So, we're seeing it elsewhere, but but for many years, um, we have these two women in um, Rhode Island, Sarah Peppercorn Janes and Patty Martin. They are cousins, and they have been making British-style fruitcakes and puddings for years. Their website is EnglishChristmasCake.com, and you can order them, and they really are lovely. They have that sort of the hard white frosting on the outside, although some of them are unfrosted. You can get that beautiful dome of like dense Christmas pudding um, to serve on Christmas Eve if you'd like. Um, and, you know, it's just nice to see those old traditions preserved and not in the form of spam. <laughs> I know the spam thing really. And apparently people are buying it. But and if you like a spam uh, fruitcake or a figgy pudding, uh, more power to you. That's all I can say. <laughs> what I do like, Jonathan, are wine bars. So excited for, um, I didn't have any idea there were so many in Boston, though. Apparently, we've been here before and then we don't support them. So tell us all about the new crop. Well, so uh, first of all, um, you know, the wine bar is an international worldwide phenomenon that absolutely works everywhere on the planet. It's such a great idea. Boston has never, um, except for a little place on Newbury Street, Boston has never really been able to sustain this wine bar culture. And hopefully that's that's um, uh, turning around now. Um, a bunch of new wine bars and a couple of places that have been around for a while and deserve some attention. Um, 
on the, in the uh, Charles River Speedway, um, Super Bien, mm. which uh, describes itself as a as a grocery bar with um, um, empanadas and South American natural wines. Uh, Punch Bowl in Brookline Village. The wine list is all wines by women winemakers from around the world. Um, Taberna de Haro, people who who love Spanish cuisine know this restaurant on um, Beacon Street in Brookline. It is really like being in an authentic Spanish tapas uh, bar. A uh, new place called Krazi on Gloucester Street um, in the Back Bay. Uh, this is uh, Greek wine. Um, Dear Annie in Porter Square. This is the sibling wine bar to the famous Rebel Rebel in Davis Square. And anytime, anytime we talk about wine bars, anytime we talk about wine in a restaurant, we have to mention um, Troquet mm -hmm. um, yeah. on South yeah. Street near South mm -hmm. Station. Just, just absolutely the best wine list, the best wine everything. Um, not technically a wine bar, but there's a bar and you can have wine, so that's good enough. And the best wine list, so therefore, yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, well, maybe I think it'll stick this time because I think there are a lot of more more people interested in it. But we'll see. And yeah. it's a festive time, so that maybe there'll be a lot more sampling, as there will be, Amy, at uh, Yvonne's. I didn't realize that Yvonne's classic place is bringing back as what you call the ghost of lockovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ghost of lockovers past. Um, so I, I love this Yvonne's has for several years now um started serving lunch only during the holiday season and they call them lockover lunches and these lunches are really paying tribute to the very elegant restaurant that once occupied the space where Yvonne's is today and it's just I've been it's fabulous there's servers wearing white dinner jackets people pouring champagne, eating, you know, and, and classic um, lockover dishes like lobster thermidor, baked oyster savanna, baked Alaska. You know, this is the, the lunch to have with your friends as your sort of gift to each other. It's a bit decadent and fancy, but what a what a fun way to celebrate the holidays. And they decorate like crazy. I just love it. Um, and you know what? Um, some some chefs just uh, went down on Baked Alaska trying to make it on MasterChef. Just really oh. hard. it's hard to make. It's really, it it's really hard to make. So you could appreciate I would really appreciate it now knowing how much work it, there is to going into it. I tell you, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, one of the things that brings us all together, typically, depending if you like your loved ones and, and your family, um, are the holidays. And Jonathan, people are returning to group tastings and group enjoyment of wine. You just came back from a trip in Tuscany, which uh, underscores this welcoming back to folks wanting to be together while they sip. Callie, absolutely wild. For two and a half years now, we have done maybe we have done maybe a dozen in-person events since COVID. And we've done, we've done a dozen small in-person events and we've gone with 18 people to Tuscany for an entire week. People people hardcore wine lovers, hardcore travelers are 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 ready to are ready to get back. I, I think there's I think there's there there's still some hesitancy in the 
the market. I, I think the, the market has really changed in terms of people's enthusiasm for in-person events. But we're seeing people who are real hardcore uh, wine lovers. You know, this Tuscany trip, this is something that that we'd had to put off since uh, uh, since COVID. And um, it just um, it it just it just felt uh, so good to be back in wine country. Callie, you know, you know that for the true wine lover, nothing compares mm. with tasting the wine in the place where it's made with the people who make it with the food that that is grow the specialties of the food all around it there's nothing that can compare um there's nothing that that can compare with that that's true um, i do um, know oh my god you're killing me yeah and i brought you and, and callie did you have you opened this uh, super tuscan that i uh, brought back for you no i didn't have i you didn't open this yet no no i did not okay. know you had but, but i will be happy to open it okay. believe me yep. so brought so this is this is like this is this was in southern really rural southern out of the way tuscany mm. um and uh, the the place where we stayed is called tenuta santo pietro and what what I'm tasting here and what you'll be tasting later is called the name of the wine is Viper. Oh. Um, and it's a super Tuscan. It's a blend of traditional Sangiovese and then modern, like hi, hi, uh, you know, modern Merlot, Syrah, that kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and the term super Tuscan is completely unofficial. And when we were there, I, I had a, a winemaker described it as a wine that that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, I know because you know that's a cultural thing, but we get yes. it. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah. Anyway, enjoy that, and and we're, and like I said, we're seeing people who are who are who who are ready to get back to it. Um, the Wine Spectators New York Wine Experience. This is always a good gauge of how badly rich people want to be <laughs> watched while they drink unthinkably expensive wine. You know, we're always. Um, and that's kind of a bellwether. Um, and it was huge and hedonistic this year. Um, yeah. Okay. So we're back. <laughs> Some people are back anyway. <laughs> um, uh, I wanted to talk, uh, Amy, you discovered uh, the Maccabee Bar, these mm. new Hanukkah pop up feasts. I just found out that fried foods are the, the tradition for Hanukkah. So, you know, that's yes. my kind of feast. I know, so, my kind of right, exactly. <laughs> so they will be in evidence at this new Maccabee Bar, which is the first of its kind in Boston. Yeah, so Maccabee Bar is a pop-up series that was founded by um, a bartender named Naomi Levy, and she was just feeling like, you know, the holidays in Boston didn't have a lot for her um, as someone who grew up celebrating Hanukkah. So she created this great series, and it's actually going to be happening. She partners with local bars um, in, in this case, uh, Back Bar in Union Square and uh, Noir in Harvard Square. Where they're running this menu and she actually also has a new location in the West Village of New York at a bar called Ollie. So it's expanding, but it's basically a fabulous Hanukkah party. Um, everyone is welcome, of course. There's really fun drinks called things like the Everything Bagel Martini, the Whiskey <laughs> Shamash, which is a fun play on the Hanukkah candles. Um, and then there's, there's of course, latkes, but there's like latka empanadas from Buenas, um, that wonderful shop in Somerville. Mm. 
there's uh you know brisket grilled cheese of course this is not kosher um there's locally made locks just a really lovely menu and you know i feel like this year especially with just the rise in anti-semitism yes let's give love to the jewish community and celebrate and and not you know and and just bring some attention to hanukkah um in this busy busy christmasy season all right. I want to turn our attention to gifting for the holidays. Um, I'm going to allow Jonathan to give his speech about winemakers. I mean, wine people want wine. <laughs> and, then, and then I want you to tell me uh, what wines uh, might you pick out, like a good red and a good white. Um, and keep in mind, as you're speaking, that uh, inflation has hit the wine world. So uh, people will want to choose carefully because um it's up 21% of the average sales price, even the wines that we speak about here, who are, which are generally very uh, uh, affordable. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is, this is an all-time high that what we're talking about is essentially the, the shipping cost and, you know, the material, the bottle, the label, the cork, the capsule, all of the, the box, the case that the wine uh, ships in. Um, is now more than a fifth of the cost of a bottle of wine, and that's wow. an all-time, uh, that's a, that's an that's an all-time um, all-time high. And Callie, yes, as as always, you know, everyone everyone knocks themselves out saying, "Oh, what should I get the wine lover in my life for the holidays?" The answer is directly in front of you: wine. This is what <laughs> wine. This is this is what wine people. This is what wine people want. That being said, a couple of things. There are two wine doodads that if I got as a gift, I would be excited about. Mm. One, uh, one is champagne stoppers. Mm. Um, they're, they're, you, you, you see them, they usually have wings where they clip on to the top of the champagne bottle uh, to make a great seal. C- can never have quite enough of those. Um, and the other thing is my favorite, favorite uh, corkscrew of all which is made by a company called Messermeister. So just Google Messermeister corkscrew. And um, so champagne stoppers, Messermeister corkscrew, always excited um, to see that. Um, And in terms of buying wine, people get super intimidated, you know, when you start to try to buy wine for someone who's perceived um, uh, to be a connoisseur. Um, So one thing I always say is instead of putting all of your money and all of your emotional capital into one $150 bottle of wine, get three bottles of wine across the price range. Like if, like if you knew that the person you were buying for was a, was a Bordeaux lover, instead of getting one $150 bottle of Bordeaux, get one really nice $25 uh, white Bordeaux and then get a $75 red Bordeaux, and then do a $50 dessert wine, so that you've got a, a range of things. It's it's a little it's a little mm-hmm. less mm-hmm. intimidating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and more choice. Um, and it's three bottles of wine yeah, versus right. one. I, 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 I don't know how else to explain how that's better. It is better, though. Yeah. I would love I would have to love you to give you that gift. So uh, any friends of mine listening, you will not be getting that. <laughs> <laughs> Over to you, Amy. Um, food uh, gifts. I want to point out yeah. two things before you um, add. Um, Commonwealth Kitchen, which is a food incubator here in Boston, has a box uh, that they put together of goodies from the various small businesses that are building their clientele 
um, with them under their umbrella. And I think that's great because you can support local businesses and and uh, and those uh, those uh, new businesses. Um, and then the Food 52, which I know you know about, it's kind of a I wouldn't say fancy, but they they really know their food. They put together a huge list. And uh, on that list, Amy, L.A. Burdick, like a few times for various products that they feature. So um, I'll say that as you uh, would give us what you think would be some good ideas for food gifts. Yeah, well, uh, L- uh, Food 52 not only features Ellie Burdick, but they also have a gorgeous box of cheeses from uh, Jasper Hill Farm. Um, oh. You can find this taste. It's a tasting box. You can also go to Jasper Hill's own website to order uh, a cheese sampler. And their cheeses are so amazing. And they come in such a variety of styles from, you know, a sort of breeze style, uh, soft ripened cheese to, you know, a blue to an aged bandaged cheddar. So if you're looking for cheese gifts, I can't think of a better spot. You mentioned Commonwealth Kitchen. I I adore that program. And I just want to highlight two of my favorite products that are Mm. in those baskets. One is the chili garlic sauce from Fresh Zen. Mm. It is like sort of a chili pesto and it is amazing on eggs. It's sort of, it's kind of like I use it where I would use a chili crisp. Um, Mm. It's incredible. And also there are Haitian style um, fruit spreads and jams from uh, Mama Murtha, which is um, these recipes were inspired by the founder's grandmother. um, And they're just so fresh and so vibrant. Um, All the products are great. um, But those were just two that really stood out to me when I went to a recent tasting event that they hosted. Um, Jonathan, back to you for, uh, I think, a fun story. The Indiana Pacers, people who are sports people may know that that is a a basketball team of some note. Uh, They have a whole line of of wines now because they have a wine club. Um, (laughs) I don't know that you've sampled any of their wines, but what do you think about their wine club, um, which includes something called Gold Swagger, the Brut Champagne, and Tip Off a Chardonnay? Well, you know, Callie, one of the things that we have talked about and, you know, last time last time we got to taste together, we we tasted some really uh, we tasted some really excellent wines from uh, Dwayne Wade. I know, but his stuff is really good. His, his, <laughs> his, stuff, his stuff, his stuff is a plus. I mean, the question that we're asking here is, is what what does this mean? I mean, this is this is something that even a few years ago, I don't think anyone could have imagined um, an NBA or a, even a sports-oriented wine club. I, I think I think I think everyone would have told you, um, no, sports fans, jocks, NASCAR people, those aren't wine people, mm-hmm. right? I think this is what I think this is what what a conventional wisdom would have um, told you, and I think that this is just further this is just further evidence of all of what what we've been wanting to see and what we're finally seeing, which is the opening up of, of the wine world, that it, it can be insular. It can be closed. It can be, it can be classist and rich and pompous and, and unbearable. It can also be, it can also be totally awesome. And, and when we open the doors for everybody to, to come in, you know, things, Things like selling wine at Costco, um, things like uh, the Indiana Pacers having their own uh, wine club. And these are wines that are made by 
um, a Napa winery called Fairwinds Estate Winery. Mm. And the wines that they make are, um, you know, triple digit in price. Oh, okay. Um, frequently. <laughs> so, so this is, you know, this is not like, you know, you know, wine, wine that's going to come like in a basketball, like a box of wine in a basketball. <laughs> this is, this is, this, this, this is look this is looking like extremely, extremely real, um, wine mm. that um and like i said a sign of of us i, I mean the, you know the wine world opening the doors to 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 everyone hmm. can i ask jonathan a question sure. okay. jonathan, how do you feel about barefoot wines being the the official wine of the nfl i just saw that last night in a commercial <laughs> you know that's great. That's, I mean, I can just, I, you know, cause I've had a lot of scent training and a lot of, you know, um, sensory training. Um, I can detect the smell of money. I'm, I'm quite, and, I, and I'm getting a really strong, strong sense of like currency right there. No kidding. Out of those bare everyone. Of course it's, a, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, and, no, it is. You know, great. and, 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 and they want to, you know they they want to, first of all it's amazing that they have an official wine and you know this is you know this this is this is getting people in on the base of the pyramid and yeah. it's like NFL you get them in, you get them in with with barefoot sellers and we will t we will take it from there and work them up to where they will only drink wines they can't afford yeah Dwayne Wade's wines yeah you get them you get them in yeah. and we, we will take it we will take it from there yeah is, this is kind of my attitude okay that's great all right Amy um let's uh finish up with your uh looking at some food trends that have been uh projected for next year um, avocado oil, I thought it'd been around. That's one of them. Um, it has been around. I think, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it does have a very high smoke point. So I think, you know, really adding it to your repertoire of, uh, of oils that you might use for cooking is, is a great idea. And of course it's very healthy fat. Okay. And, um, newfangled veggie pastas, by the way, whole foods people came up with this list of, what they're project, pro, projecting to be food trends. <laughs> I know you have to kind of wonder about the objectivity. It's yes, just like a bunch of, of products they got to move. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm always interested in these lists. So veggie pastas, absolutely. I've become yeah. a fan of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing, you know, that um, that is, is being identified, you know, date sugar and coconut sugar as mm. kind of the next hot sweeteners. And it, it, I think for people who are health conscious and also concerned about uh, glycemic index, um, these are both uh, sweeteners that have a lower glycemic index without being, um, you know, Splenda or Truvia. So if you're looking for that sort of middle road, um, that is a rising thing. Um, kelp is fantastic. Uh, this is, you know, we're seeing it uh, in more and more snacks, seaweed snacks, um, sauces, broths made with seaweed. You know, it, not only is it totally sustainable, um, seaweed pulls carbon out of the, you know, atmosphere. Um, it is a growing industry in Maine. So, you know, all all the more reason to eat it and cook with it and learn about it. Um, yeah, I feel so like kelp has been on many lists in the last few years. It has. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is maybe hopeful thinking by some people that it's going to kick in. I mean, I think uh, uh, kelp, I think kick, kelp is very much appreciated by a growing number of people. Don't get me wrong, but I just find it fascinating that it's been on many lists um, for a while now. Well, once again, it's been a 
delight talking to both of you, and you've given me and all the listeners food for thought, for gifting, certainly, and just always food for thought, and then food for drink. (laughs) So we like it. (laughs) Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Callie. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thank you, Callie. Thank you, Amy. Jonathan Alsop is the founder and executive director of the Boston Wine School and author of The Wine Lover's Devotional. Amy Traverso is the senior food editor at Yankee Magazine, co-host of GBH's Weekends with Yankee, and author of The Apple Lover's Cookbook. Well, that's it for this week's edition of Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Listen to us online at GBH News or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook to stay up to date with our programming. Under the Radar with Callie Crossley is a production of GBH, produced by Jesse Steinmetz and Kelly Wessinger, and engineered by Dave Goodman. Our theme music is Fish and Chips by We Are Two Saxies, Grace Kelly and Leo P. Listen again on Thursday and see you here at 6 p.m. next Sunday for a new episode. I'm Callie Crossley. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>